Well, some of us are happy to say the following words. Today is the last day of the series of preaching on Revelation. Yes. I've said over and over again, I'd much rather teach a class on Revelation word by word than preach from it. But here we go. Now that today is the last day for you to hear about Revelation, I think we need to do something that we didn't do at the beginning. And we need to go back and, uh, and look at when the event or the action of a revelation occurs. There are two different ways of how we come to know something. One is you found it out. You researched and your reason says, this is it and I found it out. And the other one is it occurred to you. Reason is involved in both, okay? When you find out something, it suggests that you reason your way to that answer, to that conclusion. To say that it occurred to you kind of sounds like, uh, although you did not reach such conclusion by reason, it is really not opposite of it. Okay, let me give you an example which makes a little bit more sense. I found out that St. Francis of Assisi gave all his money to the poor, called the son his brother, and preached sermons to birds. And it occurred to me that he may be a saint or a fool. You see the difference? The actions tell me what he did, and then it occurs to me that this person is such and such person. Now, revelation means knowledge by grace. All right. Classic Christianity, that which I believe you and I practice, not primarily reasonable or something we have found out or worked out for ourselves. Christianity is, has a lot of oddities in it. A God, a king, that decides to become human and frail and sweat and be hungry and be dirty and then eventually be killed. That, what kind of God is that? I'm sorry. It is not reasonable, you see. Christ came. He healed people, forgave people of their sins, and said to love everybody, including our enemies. He died a particularly unpleasant death, forgiving his executioners. So, when was Christianity born? Oh, we're going to say next weekend because of Pentecost and we play with fire and all that stuff. No. Christianity becomes alive when any one person or a group of people realize, especially with those that knew him at that time, that this kind of life was the only life worth living. And that somehow, in some queer way, Christ was still around to help them, to help them live that kind of life. That is when Christianity happened. It is a revealed religion, 
not incompatible with reason, as I said, but neither arrived primarily to understanding by reason. So the revelation to John uh, takes place so that it may occur to us that Jesus is the ultimate revelation. Other revelations are said to be sealed, to be used at a distant future, such as in Daniel, Prophet Daniel. He's told, do not break the seal. Keep it for later. Now, we do not know what later meant. In this time, John is told two things. Make it known. Make this revelation known. And don't change a word of what you have said. I've heard. So those are the two things. So we're supposed to hear this. We're supposed to be aware of what these words are bringing to us in the present and in the future. Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, Jesus tells John. Jesus also sets up the end by saying that he is coming soon with rewards for each one of us. Now, there's one thing about Jesus that you'll find in the Gospels, and that is that generally he will place a demand on us. He will say, I want you to do this. Generally not an easy task. Generally something that kind of rattles our cage, if you will. And then he says, and when you do that, you're going to get this. There's the recompense. There's always, the recompense is always attached to the action he wants us to do. And now he says, I'm coming with recompense for each one of you according to what you have done. He is the Alpha and he is the Omega. Two weeks ago I mentioned to you that Revelation was a book of symbols, especially designed for those who were on the inside, like a football team playbook. If you're not playing for the team, you will not know what the X's and O's are doing on the paper. So Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega. That is the Greek that John uses because it is his natural language, but it is intended for a Jewish mind and a Jewish ear. Because being the Alpha and the Omega means to the Jew that you are complete, that you are the completeness of whatever it is that you are representing. So he is completeness for us. And then also remember those who were arrayed in white robes two weeks ago, who had been bathed in the blood of the Lamb? And Jesus mentions them again, and what is their recompense? They have access to the tree of life. When did that appear? Now remember your catechism now. That is the tree that Adam and Eve are supposed to stay away from. Because if they come near it, as the snake said, you will be like God, meaning you will know right from wrong. Now these arrayed in white robes who have washed from the blood of the Lamb can go to the tree and approach it, and they will not be hurt or much less thrown out of the garden. They can enter the city by the gates. They do not have to hide and come in in the middle of the night 
while those who love falsehood stay outside. Then Jesus says, I am the one that sent the angel to speak, to tell you what would happen to those seven churches. Not unusual, we knew that Jesus was in there somewhere, weaved in all the chapters. Now he's the Alpha and the Omega. He also attaches himself to David. He is the root and the stump of David. Again, letting the Jews know that he is the new king. And not only he will bring light, and they will never need a light again. They will bring light to all, and also they will drink of the water of life. So all these promises are there for us. Those are the recompenses that we will receive. That's what you and I look forward to. Remember, we never hear about someone having a near-death experience going into darkness, do we? Where do they go? Into a light. And that is what Jesus promises us. So when it occurs to us, it is revealed to us that Jesus is the ultimate revelation then, and only then, we will be evangelists. And we will go to others and say, come. Come and meet the one who gives salvation. Here and forever. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.